Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money podcast. Tile Money is strengthening the tile industry from the bottom up. I can say this because we are educating tile contractors with uh, input from other tile contractors. And this education is helping contractors around the world to build sustainable, profitable businesses. That is what we are all about here. We want to, to see a stronger tile industry from the installer up. We've got another great interview uh, for you today to uh, watch. And, and for those of you joining us live, thanks for being here. It looks like we've got about five people already. So thank you guys so much. Uh, and, and put comments in, put questions in the, in the comment section, and we will address them as we see them. Before I, I bring Anthony Moses up to talk about his vision for his company and the mission and everything that goes with building a company and setting company goals, I want to take a minute to thank our sponsors. I want to thank Happy happytileguy.com. Happytileguy.com is where you can get your tile contractor websites made. We are focusing on uh, just tile contractors, so we're very specific. I want to thank the NTCA, the National Tile Contractors Association. That is where you will make friends with some of the nation's uh, largest, oldest, most professional, most profitable tile contractors. You will find them inside the NTCA. That can be your most valuable resource. Join them today or visit them at tile-assn.com. Link will be in the show notes to find out more about what they have to offer. I want to thank GoBoard. GoBoard is a lightweight, waterproof tile backer from Johns Mansville. It's easy to cut, easy to handle, easy to install, saves you time, and time is money, so you can uh, earn more money using their products. I want to thank Laidacree International, one of the most innovative companies out there. Started right here in the United States, a U.S.-based family-owned company, Family Values. Uh, check out Spectralock One. Their latest, uh, one of their latest, I should say, they came out with several new products, but one of their latest products is a, a grout inside uh, a, a one component one component grout, right? And it acts like a acts like a, a epoxy grout. So something brand new. So today we're talking about vision and future. And you know, it it was once said that there are three types of people in the world: those who let things happen those who make things happen, and those who wonder what the heck happened. So I don't think anybody wants to be stuck in a spot wondering what happened. So let's bring on our guest today, Anthony Moses. Anthony, how are you today? What's going on, Luke? I'm good. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We I did have some technical issues, but it looks like we're recording and we're we can hear each other, correct? <laughs> yes, we can. I wish my wife, my mic was as cool as yours. Oh man, uh, it's like I I'm always getting mic envy. There's a lot of different cool mics out there, and uh, it's like you know I, I I might I might be developing a problem with microphones. Oh look, I just ordered a microphone today. Did you? I just ordered, I just ordered the Rode NTG uh, Four Plus. Nice, nice. Abby, thank you for joining us. Good to have you here. So today, you know, when, when Anthony, if those of you who are listening to this haven't heard the, uh, I've interviewed Anthony before a few months ago, and we talked about his company. You know, we talked about his podcast. We talked about, you know, the way he's making things happen. But I really wanted to put a episode out there on vision and, and you know, making things happen and, and how vision and mission are, are two different things really, but they work hand in hand. And yeah, I thought, you know what, I've got to get Anthony on board here. Uh, it seems like he's got a vision. It seems like he's really pursuing something because that is what a vision is. It's something that you're constantly pursuing. That vision pulls you along in life um, and, and it 
helps you get to that goal. You know, it's, it's something that it's in constant. And then from time to time, we all, you know, kind of shift our vision around a little bit. What are your thoughts on, on, um, vision, Anthony, and, and, and how do you envision your company in the future? I think vision is, is, uh, key. Like it's, it's huge. It's one, one of the most important parts of, uh, your business because, uh, if you don't know where you're going, you, you'll never know on a day-to-day basis what you should be doing. It could be just a, a random, random activity, and at the end of a month, you have you have nothing to measure it against to say, "Well, I did a good job." Like if you if you don't know where you're going, you could have did a horrible job. But there's there's nothing there to give you the idea of. Uh, the path that you're going down. Um, I know for me, I I don't have a written, like formed vision, but I know where I want to go. Um, I I have I've, I've gone on this this tangent of I want simply intricate designs to change the meaning of custom showers in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Like I want when people say I want a custom shower. At some point, I want them to not use the word custom anymore. I want them to say, I want a simply intricate shower. So that's that's the vision. Um, I, I've tagged being the number one flooring contractor to to the company name, uh, not legally, but, you know, on, on social media. But I want to be the go-to company. Like when people think of uh, a creative design, one-of-a-kind uh, project, I want us to come to mind. Now, I at one point I started writing out a mission, and if I can remember, this is probably horrible. But if I can remember, I, uh, my mission was to uh, for every one of my projects to give people a, a a different vibe. Like our mission is for our projects to be so creative that they make people dream, like in life, to say, you know what, if this is possible anything's possible. Like that's, that's the mission for our projects. We want you to look at something and say, that's, that's amazing. And the, the possibilities are limitless in life. I should go out there and be great today because my bathroom looks amazing. Right. Right. And I, I, I'm going to ask the audience that's listening here to share your vision and mission in the comments. And I, I would just love to see some, some more, uh, from, from the audience, because, you know, and Anthony, I would encourage you to write this stuff down. It's the power of, of, you know, just putting that pencil to paper, that pen to paper, whatever is really uh, very powerful. And it's, like I said, this is the kind of thing that, you know, once we can shift this from over the course of years, but like you said, when you want people to think of, of your showers and showers in general, right? You want them to start saying, you know, I'd really like one of those simply intricate showers, yeah. right? And, yeah. and and I want to point out that this is perfect. And I'm glad you said it like that because you're what you're doing is you're building a brand. You're building a simply intricate brand and you cannot have it without that vision and without that mission. This is going to intertwine that, you know, intertwine this. And this is what's going to end up happening over the course of time, because a brand is something that when you think about a brand versus a, a product, right? What are the comparisons? You know, I'll throw one out there. A brand is, is purchased by people. A, a product um, 
is, is on a shelf. You know what I mean? A, a brand stays in, in people's mind. And a brand is, is often imitated, but never copied because it's, your, it's unique. Versus a product, if you're going to sell you know, uh, a bottle opener, I can, I can imitate an, or a cop, I can really copy that same exact you know, bottle opener, but I can't copy your showers. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, the, the, the brand uh, encapsulates the, the story of the company. Like it tells the story of the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so how, how, what kind of active things? So, so now that I think we've clarified vision a, a little bit, you know, it's something that you're pursuing. It's, it's a longer term goal. You're never, you know, you, you never really get there. You don't want your vision to be so easy that you can say, you know, oh, here, we're, we're here. But the mission on the other hand, that's an active, that's very active. That's um, the mission is everyday pursuits. Yeah. Something that you can take to, something that you can take on every project. You can read the mission before every project and say, I have to execute this every single time. Right. Right. And Brent says, once you built your brand, it becomes something people seek out and, and will wait in line for, for so true. And Simon's, uh, would people strive to be a tile artist and not just a, a contractor? Yeah. You know, if that's, if that is, um, that absolutely, you know, be the best you can be. If that is artisan, if that is the type of clients you want, that is, that is what you're going to want to do is every single project. Like, like Anthony just said, you've got that mission. Okay. What, what is my mission? Um, you know, uh, and it's action verbs, remember? So you, you would say, am I, am I keeping my project clean? Am I impressing upon the client? Um, do I, do I leave an impression on them? You know, I think the, 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 the vision can be, uh, evolved over time. Like the vision is not set in stone to, you know, this is going to be, uh, what it is until the end of time. It can, it can evolve, evolve into a number of things. The mission should, should be the more concrete area of during the duration of this company, these, this is what I want. Uh, to see from 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 this company, I think the mission mission uh, once it's developed, it can evolve too. I mean, you can, you can add things to it, but it's 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 not going to change as much as the vision vision might. Yeah, it's true, you know, and and that mission, it, you can accomplish that mission on a daily basis, really. Like for instance, if if being extra clean was was part of your mission statement, if you know uh, you know leaving the job site cleaner than you left it, uh, those are all active things that you can accomplish every single day. But you're working towards that that vision and having that mission it reinforces the values that are driving your business. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and 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 the mission can can be can be. I was about to say should be, but. I don't even know if that's right. Can be easily conveyed to uh, everybody in the company. The mission can you can you can uh, pull pull the helper aside and say, "Hey, look, are we are we meeting this today?" And it should be an easy yes or no. You read the mission and say, "Okay, we're not. Well, we know what we need to be uh, for the remainder of the day, for the remainder of the week." Um, it, it's both both vision and mission give you something to. Uh, accountability pretty pretty much mm-hmm. we've got a we've got jason uh from beast mixer saying passion from the heart should go into a brand with an ethical footprint i i think that's his vision or or mission 
Um, you could say, you know, like Jason's really striving to save waste, right? Save bucket, save waste. And he's doing that every single day with the way he puts his product out there. And the brand, well, we'll use, we'll use, uh, uh, Jason, for example, the, the brand is, is doing the footwork itself. Those videos we see on Instagram of people popping out the mood of, uh, uh, of the beast mixer is working for itself. The brand is, is doing its own job. This, you, you build it to, to, to the point to where, uh, the, the vision and everything is uh, a part of your everyday process. People will brand, brand your company for you. Like they, they'll take it and run with it and go tell everybody, this is amazing. And this is why it's amazing. You should be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is the power of a brand, right? And that is the power of, of why, you know, we're, we're recording this episode because I really want to encourage artisan, you know, or any tile contractor out there to build a strong brand. Because when we think, you know, we've complained for, for years that tile is viewed as a commodity. Well, if, if we all want to, you know, uh, fight against that perception in the consumer's eyes, we have to build our brand, you know, as the complete opposite of a commodity. This is a one of a kind thing that they're getting. And, and we need to build that brand so strong that they know they cannot re, they cannot go out and, and replace, you know, replace what we have to offer with our unique companies. Now, when, um, when I guess I, uh, the topic came to mind, uh, I'm, I can't remember what it was I was doing, but, um, it a lot of the times uh for for us contractors, I think it's safe to say this, uh for us contractors, we get started with the business and have no knowledge on the business side. We're amazing at the skills. Amazing at the skills. And the business side of it is, you know, that's the part that we learn. Versus some businesses come into day one with a concrete vision, a concrete mission. And they have measurable goals that they can say, by next year, we should be here. A lot of times for us, we don't have that. So it, uh, it takes us years of um, the ups and downs, highs and lows, wondering what are we doing wrong to realize that these things are important. And that's why it came to my mind, because I, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I got the skills, the business stuff. I'm learning, but I feel like I, I may be uh, a little more ahead than some people. I know there are people that are born out of the world that can teach me a lot of stuff, but um, I can see the importance now because this is going on year four for me. And it's things like this that are just like, I, I, I need to have this in place because otherwise you could be working every day and have no idea where you're headed. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> am I waking up just to go to work? Or is there an end goal for my company? Do I do this just as a hobby? Or am I trying to make a real brand? Yeah, I exactly. I mean, so many, too many of us uh, go, to, go to work for ourselves and we just, you know, we want to set some tile. And, and we, if, but if we want to be business owners, We've got to really identify what is it that's going to make that, why, why do we want to be a business owner? What's going to make that business successful? And if we're just planning on doing the same thing that every other person that came before us did, 
is that really the right way to, to approach this business? And, you know, talking about vision, talking about mission, talking about goals, you know, talking about, uh, some of these subjects, it's like the last thing that we, you know, that us tradesmen want to do. We don't want to talk about it. We don't, it doesn't come easy. It's not, we don't want to sit down with a, a pen and paper, but you know, the, the, the point is, I mean, if, if we want to change something and we want consumers to view our, our brand and our companies as different, I mean, we have to act different. We have to start thinking of business first, you know, and, and and start thinking, you know, what is it that I'm doing out here? And, and I know, you know, with, with you, Anthony, you're building a brand You on, on your Instagram channel, your, your personality is, is shining through and you're making funny videos. You're making, you know, stuff that people, people like to watch and share, you know, is that, is that part of the brand you're building? I mean, tell me a little oh, bit. That's, that's definitely the goal. Um, I, I never, uh, I never mind sharing like the the insides of my business because I just feel like there's tons of people like me that can connect to it. So uh, for me, I know that I would like to uh, build a huge following on Instagram, on social media, across across social media, which is going to take some work to do. But I see that there will be a benefit and opportunities in in the long run from doing so. So that's why uh, I look at it as an important in investment and it's a part of the vision because it's going to go on it's, that will feed into the the big picture for me um i can use social media as a uh, a, a way to influence some of these people on these creative designs so i have to build it to a point to where we can it can get to that for me um i don't know a hundred thousand a million would be amazing um those, those, like you said, those are the things that's when it becomes challenging to put a number to it. And sometimes we get frustrated because it's like, I don't know what the number is. Like, I don't know what it should be. Um, I can remember when I went to the bank to set up my business and I was getting a, a, my, my business account and the, the, the bank teller uh, asked me, you know, how much money do you, you project making or how much money do you think you're going to bring in? And I'm, I'm in my mind thinking that is the dumbest question because I do not know, like who knows this, but the truth of it is there are businesses that already have these projections. They come into it and saying, well, you know, based on this data, this research, I projected we'll be making this much money for me. I, I didn't know. I had no idea. Like I, what, what data, like, do we have tile data? Like the flooring data? There is, but those are the areas that's frustrating for us where it's easy for us to say, oh, I know how to do that layout. But this might ask you a, a real question of um, what, are, what are your sales goals for, for the month? Like what? A lot of money? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to do in the, in year one. It's really hard to, to do in year one. Cause like you said, I mean, you have nothing to compare it to, but after year one, you do have something to compare it to. And, and then that is when you can say, all right, I project I'm going to do 15% better than last year on all accounts, right? Or I'm going to, yeah. you know, oh, doing pretty good with revenue, but my profit was low. So now, you, now you're like, you have a benchmark. All right, I need that profit percentage to, to get up. I'm pretty happy with the revenue, but how, now how do I get that profit percentage? Maybe, you know, maybe 
there's lots of different ways to to grow, right? And so tell tell us a little bit some some of the things that that you're doing actively locally uh, to help yourself your business grow, Anthony. Besides, you know, on, on top of the on top of the videos that you're sharing on Instagram and Facebook. So um, one of the things I'm currently uh, in uh, a local program uh, called Scale Up Louisiana, and it's a program that uh, that is here in in Baton Rouge, I think it's all over Louisiana, but um, they chose a few businesses and the, the the goal is to show the businesses how they can scale. So uh, with doing that, we, 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 we get business advisors and at the end of the program, you'll have a plan of action to, to go to the next level. Um, so in doing that, I, I had my business advisor send me a couple of questions a questionnaire to answer like the pre-planning phase. So I was, I started, I started filling out the questions and these are not easy questions in my mind. It's just like, I don't know how to answer these questions. So I'm going to throw out a, a few of the questions and I'll give y'all my actual answers. Um, let me pull the questions up. So how, uh, how did you, how did you find this scale scale up Louisiana? Um, it came through Facebook. It was on Facebook. Um, I saw the program on Facebook. I reached out to a friend of mine that I felt like was connected with it and said, Hey, look, I would love to be a part of this. Um, what more information can you give me? And that's how I got connected with, uh, the scale of Louisiana because there are things like this that otherwise this, this is information that the business owner themselves would have to go research. Like you have to go looking for this information to find out how to apply it to your business. Once I saw the opportunity, I said, I'm jumping. <laughs> I'm jumping on it. So um the first, I'm gonna say, really challenging question for me was what are your sales estimates, estimates slash goals? So I was at the fire station yesterday when I started to fill out these questions. It was late. I was tired. Um, my coworker was there. He's a, a amazing business owner here. Um, and he was like, this, this is easy. Like, you can easily answer this. And in my simple mind, I'm like, but like off of what information? So he kind of broke it down to me and said, well, just look at your numbers of what you're doing now and then see, you know, where you might want to be. So, I went to QuickBooks and I was looking at all the sales for, for a month. And I would say, uh, please don't, nobody laugh at me when I tell y'all this. I'm going to give you the raw truth, but no, I'm, I'm joking. Um, I, w- I would estimate 4000 a month in sales. I'm at the fire department. I don't do, I may do two jobs a month. They're not huge jobs yet. Yet. Um, so based on that, uh, as far as the goals, I put the goal of, I want to do 15,000 a month. Now I have something to say, all right, this is, this is what I'm working towards. This is where we should be in a, a year's time. Okay. Uh, so it just that, that comment from my coworker opened up my eyes of, okay, I, I have data that I can use that I can give a projection, even if it's a small goal 
or if it's too far-fetched, at least I have something that I can measure to say, this is where I'm at now. In a year's time, in three years' time, this is where I want to be. That way, everything that I do in my business should be towards meeting that goal. That way I'm not taking on uh, uh, a $1,000 repair job when it's not feeding my goals. So it's easier to move forward business-wise and be able to say yay or nay to projects that come across the plate to say, no, that's not, that's that's not going to help us. I I like that, you know, acknowledging that I I do have the the data and uh, I'll retract what I said earlier. I I said, it's hard and it is hard in, in your first year, but you do have some data. You you know you were employed. So how much were you making to install tile, right? And yeah. so so you do have that data even on day 1 of being your own your own business owner. So you you want to go off of that data, right? All right. Well, th- owning a business, I need to make a lot more than I was making as an employee, right? So right. so that's that's something. And then I'll I'll let you continue. Oh, uh, let me pull up some more questions. So the next few okay, it says how much money do you need to start or expand your business? Now, before before looking at the numbers, I'm thinking, just like back when I opened up the business account, this is a stupid question because I don't know. <laughs> but going off of just the, the $4,000 a month, if I did not move anymore, I can multiply that times 12 and say, you know what? If I want to grow anymore, I need $5,000 a month to give me an idea. Hey, this is how much money you need to expand. So what I saw from these questions was the, the, the information that we currently have is the start. Because before I was really confused on, I don't know where to start. Like, how do I answer this? But you use what you have now and you move forward and then you measure as you go. Uh, it asks the question of where you want to be in one year, where you want to be in three years, where you want to be in five years. So my answer to the one year was I want to bring in $24,000 in sales. That's in a year. It might not be a lot to some people. It's a lot to me. <laughs> but um, based on the numbers, this should be feasible. And I have to work. I have to do whatever I need to do business-wise to make that happen. In addition to the $24,000 a year in sales, I want to have grown my social media following to 5,000 followers across platforms. This could be be done in six months for some people, but now I have something to measure. Now I have something to hold myself against uh, to say, okay, we're, we're close to the point, close to the mark, or we're not doing so good. We need to tweak something. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And so what, so how does this, how does this help, you know, help you overall? I mean, are are you feeling more confident now or what, what changes, slight changes, how long has it been, first of all, since you've been doing this work just recently? Uh, This is the fifth week. Okay. Six more weeks to go. And so your overall experience so far has been? I'm, I'm loving it. At this point, I'm the type of person that I'm always looking for uh, the actual action. Like the talking about the stuff is amazing, but I'm like, I need something that I can do now because 
I can think of uh, thousands of ideas. I just need help. Sometimes I need help putting them in the right place. And I know that's the case for a lot of us to say, uh, this is a great idea. I'm going to use the podcast, for example. Once I mentioned the podcast and the time that it was taking me to, to, to produce the podcast, my business advisor was like, what's the return on investment? Because the pain points for me is time. I don't have that much time being a firefighter and being a business owner and a father and a husband. So she looked at it as, how can we get more time? And when I told her the time I was eventually the podcast, she said, well, you know what? You might benefit more by doing less frequent podcasts and investing some of the time in YouTube because that'll bring more business to you. People will listen to the podcast and you'll give them information and become the, the expert in your local area. But if we're trying to meet these $240,000 goals, we need more income. So it's things like that that open my eyes to, well, you know what? Although it's not a, a bad idea, is it feeding the goals that I want? So those, those just having someone to bring that to attention is like, oh, you know what? That makes sense. I might need to invest my time somewhere else for now and then come around and do this portion of the business later when I can afford it more, you know? I, I love it. And, and you wouldn't have really known that if you were just like, well, I'm going to set some tile. I'm going to do, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the best I can do really vague. Right. But here you yeah. are, you're putting actual hard numbers down. You're putting uh, goals down on paper and then you're thinking about, okay, well, how am I spending my time? You, you had your business coach, you know, advisor help you to think about this and balance. Well, is it, is it really going to get me closer to my goals or, or is it, is it, you know, is it not, you know, and, and that's when you can start making daily active decisions. Right. And I think, I think for, for, for a lot of us contractors, the most important part is just to be able to, to, to look internally and, and, and be realistic. It's having amazing work is great. Having amazing pictures is is awesome, but if it's not really doing anything besides people saying, "Oh, I love your work," how 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 great is it actually as a business owner? Now, can can you you know high five yourself and say, "I'm a, a, a amazing craftsman"? You can, but as a business owner, like I don't think any of us got into business just to be a mediocre business owner. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Especially because of how much energy it requires of us, like how much time and sacrifice away from our families and all. Like nobody started business just to be like, well, I got great pictures and I'm never home. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. You want, yeah, you want to build something that, that is going to um, lend to your lifestyle, right. Improve your lifestyle. And, and improve the, you know, the, the people that you work for and, and the community you live in. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I always look at it from, from the try, I try to look at it from the business standpoint and there are tons of people that, uh, that feel otherwise when it comes to this, like there are people out there that think if you're thinking more so from the, the business standpoint, then you're kind of like, uh, being disrespectful to the the tradesman side, like 
or you get in this business so you can be rich or you get in this business so you can make money and get out of it. But that's the truth of the matter. Like every business uh, from the business stand side is advised to start it with an exit strategy. Like you start this business to either uh, make it profitable to where somebody else will pay for it or you just build it to where the brand will be yours forever and you never have to worry about funds again. Right. But a lot of contractors don't look at it that way. They look at it as I'm on my tools and I have to do this because I'm staying true to the trade. And business wise, it's, it's not really the smartest mindset. Yeah. I I, th- I think the danger comes in when, you know, uh, when contractors, you know, they, they think they're going to, they're going to put the vision and the mission together after they've, after they've made it, after you start making money. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I've, I've fell into this trap. I still fall into this trap. It's like, well, I can't, I can't work on that right now. Cause I'm working on all this other, all this other technical work, you know, and, and it's funny how, you know, building this tile money business, I've, I've been able to relate so much of um, the actions I'm doing to the tile contractor business. And because it's, it, it's both require technical work, you know, as an installer, you're, you're, you know, you're doing the installations and that's, that's sometimes so pressing that it, it blocks your, your long-term vision and, and it, you know, it sidetracks you from the business almost it, because yeah. it's a, it's a nece- necessity. And, and with the podcast, I mean, you know, it's so much work technically that, you know, I, I can sometimes get sidetracked from the vision. Like, where are we headed with this? Um, and so I, I, I would encourage anybody listening, you know, don't wait to put some of these things into practice because yours can go by and all of a sudden you're, you realize you're in the same spot that you were when you started, um, you know, and, and it's never the right time to sit down and craft a vision and a mission. Right. Right. I'm curious if, I don't know uh, how, how it works. Uh, if we can take a poll of the, the listeners of people that may, may feel like they're not clear on vision and mission. I mean, I don't think anybody should be shy about it. And if you re- realize it, you can change it now. But how many people out there feel like they have a clear vision and clear goals and they're working towards it and they're not letting things distract them from where they're trying to go? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's I'll put the you, you know, they'll they'll comment. Um, I don't have the, op- the ability to do a poll, but um, I got you. If anybody wants to keep commenting, we are getting some comments. You know, this one Facebook user says, uh, being busy is one thing. What is everyone doing to manage the money and continue the wheel? Um, you know, building a brand vision, being busy is one thing. So I, I would just say uh, that they're, they're connected, you know, they're connected, in tri- you know, because you can't, you can't have one without another. You, you know, you're not going to really be able to move forward without that vision, without that mission. What, what do you think about this comment? Anthony? I know um, for the question of what everyone is doing to manage the money. I know uh, after reading Profit First for Contractors was huge for me before setting up uh, an operating account, before setting up a an income account, a tax account, a owner's comp count and a profit count. 
I I was pretty much lost. I would have money and then I would not have money. I would have money and then I would not have money. Being able to separate those things for me, and I think for any contractor, would uh, is very helpful once you have the vision. And I'll use, for example, um, just the operating account. Uh, I have to operate based off of the money that I have in the operating account. Right. Nothing else matters. Like as far as business expenses, I operate my business based on what's in the operating account. Mm-hmm. Taxes are for taxes. Income is for income and money. And I disperse from there. Owner's comp is my portion of the money. And profit is profit. It stays there. I, I decide what I want to do with it when I want to do something with it. But everyday expenses, um, insurances, taxes, all that comes out of the operating account. Yeah, it's so much easier to manage my money that way because I don't have to think about what's allocated for what. Right. Tools, tools is a huge thing. Um, we can blow, right? We we can blow our money on tools, and it may not be necessary. Yeah. Um, I have been struggling with uh choosing a wet saw. I need a wet saw. I had a rigid the beast. I hated it from day one. I'm on the market for another wet saw. One side of me says, hey, man, everybody got the DeWalt 3600. Go get it. That's going to take a chunk out of my operating account. And another side of me says, there's people out there that say the uh, uh, Harbor Freight Diamondback is very comparable for probably less than half the price. Business-wise, Diamondback is all the way. Yeah. So I have to take my personal self out of the business and say, hey, this is a business decision. It's not uh, Anthony Moses, I want this decision. Mm. This is a business decision. Yeah. And that feeds into the vision. Like, that feeds into the mission. We're not here to have the uh, most fancy tools. If your business is not set up to where it can afford that, you shouldn't do it. Right. But a lot of people will say, hey, a new tool came out. I want it. Like, it's things like that, that. That That's how we have to manage our money. Because otherwise, you'll be in the hole before you know it. And now you're scraping the bottom of the barrel saying, I got to do six jobs to get this much money. And then yeah. you, you start negotiating on price. So like you said, it I, you can't have one without the other. That was, you did such a better job answering that question than I did. I mean, you gave, uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't know your name, Facebook user. You gave him uh, or her real solid advice there uh, with because they were asking about managing money. You said Sean Van Dyke, right? Profit first for, for contractors. Um, set up these accounts, set up these accounts. I mean, that's something practical. If, if you didn't hear that episode, I actually interviewed Sean about a year ago. I can, um, you can find it in the podcast about a year ago, or I can send you the link if you want to PM me um, after this. I'll, I'm happy to send that to you. So I'm, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty yeah. sure that, that, that that's what motivated me <laughs> to finally read the book and put it in the play. Nice, nice. And, you know, it's so simple, but it makes so much sense. I mean, you know, you have different accounts for different things, like you said, the operating account, and and you don't touch, you don't, you know, that way you're not going to get into credit card debt. You're not going to get into your personal, your personal income, right? I think that's one of the biggest mistakes we could make starting out is, is commingling the business monies with our monies, right? Yeah. 
Simon Bean says he doesn't really want to have a business. He just wants to install tile. So, I mean, there's a, you know, that's an honest answer, you know, that's an honest answer. And, um, you know, understanding that, that desire or, or what, what you really want in life is, is the only way to go forward, you know? And it's that, that kind of information. Like I said, being able to look internally and say, what do I want? Yeah. Do I want the responsibility of, uh, having to uh, pick up materials or having to coordinate uh, the transfer of materials to a job? Do I want the responsibility of maintaining customer service? Not everybody wants that. There are some people that are in business that this is a a huge pain point for them, Mm -hmm. but they don't really know what to do because they haven't uh, sat with and dealt with the, the fact, the truth of it's not, this is not my vision. Like my vision is to go to work and go home and leave everything else for somebody else to do. So some of us are, are, in, are in situations where we really have to analyze, what do I want from this? Right. Do, do I want to be here 10 years down the line? Or do I just want enough money to pay my bills and go home and sleep? And I have to think about uh, mosaics and layouts and <laughs> yeah. all the stuff that comes with it. Yeah. <laughs> Another Facebook user said, what about forecasting? Um, and Anthony already touched on this a little bit. Maybe you're just joining us here. I, I would say, you know, use use the numbers that you know, uh, like we're already so far along in the year, use those numbers to project next year. I mean, it's, and really, in you know, I, I, I broke it down as, by the amount of jobs that I was able to do. And I said, oh, man, I did four. I remember my first year, I did 40 separate jobs to get where I was. And I said, man, that's, I was, I installed, you know, 25 showers and, you know, and 15 floors or whatever it was. And I just said, that's a lot of work for this, this number. And so what, what I did is I said, well, if I could, if I could work less and make the same or, you know, and, and so I did it like that. And then the next year I, each job, um, I worked less, but but the overall, so each job was actually more profitable. Each job was, I, I was charging a little bit more. And then you just go on, go on a little bit by that. I mean, and, and all that, all that comes back to uh, the the company set up. Um, do you have a helper on the job? Do you have a helper on every job? Are you doing some jobs by yourself? Mm. Those, those, uh, different situations can kind of skew your numbers because you have to look at every scenario for how that scenario went. I know it's hard for me to do sometimes because I have one helper that's generally on a job with me. Um, My fire department schedule kind of throws everything off for me to say, this job should take this long. Mm. Because in the grand scheme of it, I may have been on the job site for five days, but it was two weeks before from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Now, work days is five days. I can look at those five days, but then I, I have to account for those days in between. So when I'm, when I'm uh, giving someone a number on how long is this going to take, I have like different days that I have to juggle with to say, uh, work day wise, it'll take five days, but <laughs> it might it's going to be two weeks before yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and that's my individual setup. So it's being able to, you know, look at that's, I mean, that's when job costing comes into play to really look back at, Hey, how many hours were on, I was on this job today. Mm-hmm. What was the scope of work? What do we do? 
like that kind of information. And it could be tedious, but it's going to benefit you so much when you can have that data to say, all right, this job costs me five. Uh, I mean, takes five days. This is how much I need to charge to have a profit. Once I'm done, this is how much profit I'm going to take away from this job. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of people, uh, and I used to do it myself, go look at a job, do square footage and say, uh, I should be done in this time. I have no real concrete information. And by the end of the job, it's like, oh, I didn't make any money. Like I looked at my QuickBooks yesterday. And once I looked at the hard numbers, I was realizing, I was like, I'm really doing like two jobs a month. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, that's horrible. <laughs> but it's your schedule. Jobs yeah. But that's 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 my my true information. Yeah. Some people push out more, but those those numbers don't lie. And uh your company could look amazing on the outside. And until you look at those numbers, then you won't really get a realistic picture of all right, this is what we're doing. We're really doing not that good. Like, right. I charge a lot of money, but I, I spent seventy five percent of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, you never know until you really look at those numbers. I mean, it's a lot of us can be fooled by the large numbers that, that you're saying. I charge a lot of money and, and your clients are telling you you're charging a lot and you feel like a million bucks when you're cashing a $10,000 check, you know, and it's like, you know, but at the end of the day, well, what are you really putting in your in your account? This um, this individual here watching us live here. Thank you for being with us. She, they're saying that they left their own successful company to work as an installation manager for the union shop. And, uh, and now they're making what they want to be making. And that that's, um, you know, and I would say this is an answer to the Simon beams question. You know, he doesn't really want a business. He said, now is actually a great time to find employment. I mean, everybody's looking for tile setters and, um, you know, helpers and I, I'm, I'm sorry, installers. And, uh, yeah. And people to you know lead a crew. So if if you have those skills, you're very valuable for a company. And those those are real hard questions to ask yourself. But it's it's these questions, like Anthony was saying, that we have to ask ourselves. And we have to look at the numbers. We have to say, is this worth it? Is this really what I want to be doing? I mean, for a lot of people, uh, I've, I've I've always listened to uh, uh, the contractor fighting Tom Reber, and <laughs> Tom Reber could he could crush you. Just with the honesty, he's not intentionally right. trying to, but right. the the truth of it is, is like, there's a lot of you guys that need to like dissolve your business because that's not what you want. Like being, being to the point of investing the energy to gathering this data and effectively using it. Everybody doesn't want that. And it's hard for some people to say, well, you know what? I'm probably just going to shut the doors on. Yeah but it's probably the best option. I am not encouraging anybody today <laughs> to dissolve their business unless that is your vision. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, and it's it's really a personal thing here. And Simon's still in here. I I apologize. I must have got that message wrong. He says he does want a company. So I apologize, Simon. I wasn't picking on you. I thought I read that you, you said you didn't want one, but maybe it, it could have been a misspelling or I read it wrong. So... <laughs> So listen, I, I think that is, you know, like, like Anthony's saying, some of these questions are hard, hard to answer, hard to, you know, they hit home hard, you know, like you said, Tom doesn't pull any punches. If you need a, a reality check, listen to some of his podcasts. Right. <laughs> well, listen, Anthony, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, where can people find you? Where, where do you hang out online? Um, I'm on Facebook at Simply Intricate Designs, number one flooring contractor. 
Uh, please, please. I don't know how many of this one we got. I really trying, like I said earlier, I'm really trying to grow my Instagram following. Um, I hope that there's something useful on my page that you cannot just watch and laugh at. But uh, I try to bring value. But you can find me on Instagram at Simply Intricate Designs. Uh, you can check out the podcast, uh, the Floor Master podcast, that I have recently decided to do a monthly show instead of a weekly show. And I kind of struggled with that when I got the advice of, you know, you need to cut back on it because I was looking at it as I feel like I'm 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 neglecting my audience. It's not a huge audience, but I feel like I'm neglecting it. But the truth of it is I can still bring quality content on a monthly basis. And I actually have more time to invest in the the quality of the show mm. versus focusing on a number and just putting out a weekly show of, uh, I found somebody to talk to. We're going to talk. I got a show. Mm. So it's things like that, that back to the vision. Like I want this podcast to grow to a point of people really appreciating it. Mm -hmm. And it's more so about the quality than a weekly show. So I can give somebody a a great monthly show instead of giving them pretty much a monthly show and then some all right shows. Mm -hmm. So I had to look at it from that aspect. Like, you know what? It's going to be okay. I had some people that kind of said, you know, well, it's kind of a bummer we're not getting weekly, but you're still going to get great content. Yeah. The show that I did, uh, the the next upcoming show that I did with Sal, I think people are, I, I think every contractor would appreciate it because we're talking about social media. You know, Sal is like one of the social media kings in, in our industry. So yeah. it's things yeah, I, like that. that I, I like that. I like that viewpoint. And, you know, we can bring that home to our tile businesses too. It's like, you know, we can't, if you can't focus on the, on the uh, quantity, but you can always focus on the quality. And that's, that's the number one thing you want to do, especially if you want to be known for quality. Right. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I mean, we, 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 you know, assuming we're talking to uh residential, you know, contractors. And, oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, there, there are, you know, some, some really high end commercial contractors out there putting out incredible quality as well. But, um, yeah. But, you know, then it would get a little bit, you know, you need both. You need both yeah. the quantity and the quality. So, but for most of our, our contractors, Abby's in here. She said she really appreciated this. It was informative. So thanks for being in here, Abby. Appreciate you. Abby, if y'all haven't checked out Abby, go at, go check out Abby on Instagram, the local tile chick. She, I'm always blown away by our tile women. Like They outdo us so much. Incredible. <laughs> they outdo us so much. Um, I think just for me, I, I still consider myself a baby in the industry, but I'm just, I'm just wild by some of those stuff that people are doing, um, in the time frame that they're doing. And like people, they, they pushing out work like it's nothing like, oh yeah, I started a backsplash yesterday and I'm finished today. Like completely finished. I tore it out. I re, uh, refloated the wall and I, I'm just blown away by that kind of stuff. Like, man. Mm. This is the kind of stuff that that these these are the businesses that really need to flourish yeah. and 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 people need to appreciate. I hate to see anybody that's uh skilled on that level and the business is not, you know, in place. Cause it's exactly. like, man, yeah. you you could you could be you could be killing it 
And it's just the the business side of it is just lacking. Not that I have uh, room to say that, but. Yeah, no. And that's why we do what we do here on this podcast is, I mean, we, I, our intention is to see all these talented men and women out there installing these beautiful jobs to be making and earning top dollar for, for, you know, for any, anybody, I mean, compared to, to compared to what, I mean, stop comparing, you know, it's just, I want you to make top dollar. I want you to make what you want to make, what you need to make, um, because it is something that's so valuable, you know, and people, people love it. People love the work that you're doing. So you no, that's, that's, that bring me to my, uh, the little rant that I had. Uh, ah, that's right. I'm, I'm, glad <laughs> you, uh, I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> um, and I'll share if nobody saw it, I'll share it. That was, I don't, I don't even, I don't know why that came to mind that night, but, uh, it just really hit me. Like we, we, we support a whole nother industry. Like we're, we're in, in the areas that are selling homes Mm -hmm. and we allow people to devalue us. Like you realize you did an amazing, uh, amazing bathroom, amazing kitchen in somebody's house and a buyer walks into it and says, that's the reason that I want this house mm-hmm. and we'll charge crumbs for it, thinking that, you know, oh, it's not right. worth that much. Like, right. Do we, we, we're supporting uh, the real estate industry. When you think about it, right? yeah. we have the, the real estate industry on our backs. People can disagree with me or not, but I don't think that that's, uh, that's in, inaccurate. Right. Like, we're doing the things that are making these homes sell. Yeah. Doing, uh, uh, engineer hardwood on the floors, dirty top, doing these custom designs, custom layouts. Those are the things that people not walking in the house and saying, oh, I love the paint, you know? <laughs> right. They're looking at it saying, man, right. that fireplace is amazing. Right. They might not like, they might like the paint or love it or hate it. It doesn't really matter because they know that they, they, they could do it. You know, yeah, redo it's not, it it's to. not going to be the, the, the determining factor of them right. buying it or not buying yeah. it. And that, that was the point of that little rant that night. I was like, man, we should, there should be some millionaires from top. Like, yeah. And, and truthfully, there is, you know, there is, um, but, but we want to see more millionaires. In right. I need to know solution. who they are so I can get connected to them. I need to talk to them. And, That's and it. Pick their brains. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you got to show up at Total Solutions Plus and, and hang out with them. That's where they're hanging out here this fall. Cool. It's going to be virtual this year, but they'll still be there. There's opportunity to hang out with these guys and, women giants in the industry really and i think that should be a part of the vision like i want to be i want to make like a lot of money the mm-hmm. the money that we consider to be a lot of money like no i want to be a millionaire i don't think that should be a problem for us to say as contractors like i want to be a millionaire well, it's not even it, it's not even that much anymore <laughs> right right it's, it's really like, not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put your time in, and and I I can see you're on your way, Anthony. I mean, it's it's. I um, hope I hope I hope y'all are right when y'all say this. <laughs> I've heard it before. I hope I don't know where the way is, but I hope that I'm on my way. Well, keep keep doing what you're doing, man. I I love talking to you, and uh, the the audience is. I, I lost my mouse there, but uh, yeah, they're enjoying this a lot, and they appreciate it. So thank you for taking your time. I know you're super busy, Anthony. I got a day off today. I'm I'm chilling today. You're chilling. I got, I got I got a little business to handle. Go pay some insurance, which I don't nice. like doing. But nice. 
my operating account allows me to. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, yeah. All right, Anthony. Well, good to talk to you. Enjoy your weekend. And your Same family, to right? you, man. Anytime we can connect, please let me know. If y'all get tired of hearing me on Tile Money, just tell Luke and I'll say, I'll take something next time. Just like, talk about this. No, I don't think anybody's going to get tired of, of hearing you, man. We've got somebody already asked for you to, to come back on here. I forget. I can't see where that comment was, but it was up there a little ways. I'm all for it. Right on. Right on, brother. Well, I appreciate you. Enjoy your weekend. You too. All right, Tile friends. Uh, thanks for being here with us with this son. And uh, that was fun talking to Anthony. I always like catching up with him. Uh, hey, I want to thank uh, a couple more of my Patreons who just became members, Joshua Nordstrom, uh, Christine Ford, and Kurt Ingen. I want to thank you guys for supporting me as a Patreon monthly uh monthly donations really mean a lot for me uh, for this, what I'm doing here. If you want to support me, you can follow the link in in the show notes, wherever you're watching or listening to this. And uh, I appreciate all of you until next week. Stay profitable out there. I'll talk to you soon. Have a, have an enjoyable weekend. Uh, Enjoy your families, enjoy your life and uh, stay profitable. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.